This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouthhorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Karen Kilgariff, I was in your stomping grounds, as well as our guest today. I'm not introducing her, I'm just referring to our guest. But I <laughs> Don't was, cue her early. I was in, well, I wasn't in Petaluma, but I was in San Francisco and Alameda and where they have the boats. And I did shows. The Bay? In, in the Bay. Let's just call it the Bay. You know, I'm faithful to the Bay. You always have been. Wait, did you do shows up there? Yeah, I wore my uh, San Francisco jacket and hat and tried to convince the audience I was local and to not no. not hassle me. <laughs> Only for one show. You are right to say no. I did not do that on all the shows. <laughs> Wait, the 49ers jacket that, some, that a kind listener gave you? And I have one for you in a box here that I have yet to bring you. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we all are bad people in our own ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the worst. Um, you wore the 49er jacket on stage at a club in San Francisco. Yes, it's one of these loosey-goosey shows. <laughs> and uh, Did you feel like your jacket brought some structure to it? Um, it just made me not acknowledge the fact that I don't have a good, solid opening joke that I, in for 2022, that isn't about... <laughs> Disease and death. I'm trying to be more lighthearted. And my whole COVID set that was doing gangbusters a couple months ago when everyone was scared, no one wants to hear about this stuff anymore. But I got some pretty good bits. Holding a mirror up to what's been happening. Pull Pull out the disease noun and replace it with what comes next. Yeah. I even have some fourth wave uh, next variant bits (laughs) just to look toward the future. But How, why not write a bit about that 49ers jacket that you decided to wear on stage? Uh, I could, I mean, I, I think wearing it is the best way to do that. But uh, <laughs> it's very warm. So, it is a winter coat. 
That would technically make you a prop comic, though. Did you know that? Yes, I know. Yes. Let us not okay. remember the days when I wore four <laughs> wigs and took them off one by one. Everyone's heard that. I'm sorry to repeat myself. I got a request also, Karen, that we never mention bustles or butt springs from the old-timey days ever again. Okay. We brought that up Why, too did- many times. <laughs> People got upset? I got a tweet. There- <laughs> I got a short, curt tweet. No more it said bustles. knock it off? Yeah. No more bustle talk? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Hey, guess what just happened? What? We talked about bustles again. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Put it up on the scoreboard. I didn't know we did it that much. I mean, either. We yeah. Do, that was a, we love it. Yeah. I like that you said that, started that sentence, let us not remember. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to approach many things. Especially a eulogy. Should we introduce our guest now? I'm very excited about our guest, so we might as well. Okay, great. You know our guest today from clubs and colleges, of course. Multi-Writers Guild Award winning, Emmy-nominated and perhaps winning. Very hilarious stand-up comic and friend. One of the greats. Truly one of the greats. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together at home or in your office (laughs) for Emily Heller. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm yeah. clapping. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. We're... I'm embarrassed that it's yeah. taken this long. Yeah. I think that's a real disgrace. You know, I uh, kind of, I haven't done stand-up in almost four years. <laughs> and oh, wow. I'm pretty sure people forgot I exist. So I'm not <laughs> offended or surprised. I'm I'm just delighted that someone remembered me. <laughs> I love it. Well, I knew that maybe you weren't doing stand-up as often because I know you're a busy writer. Yeah, I'm not that busy right now, but I am I'm working, but uh, yeah, I it 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 has I have shifted my focus to that. Well, you do yeah. have a quote overall deal. Now, are, have <laughs> they given you any specifics other than that? <laughs> You would be surprised how few specifics they gave me when I got my deal. We had like a kickoff call and I was like, so what do I, what am I supposed to be working on? And they're like, just whatever you're passionate about. And I was like, I need 10 more specific no, suggestions just than overall that. passion. Just send them that catching rainwater in your own backyard yeah. uh, pilot that you've always wanted to write. I was You're in, just going to talk for, about rain chains and no one's going to pay me money for it. Emily was very passionate on Twitter for a while about well, because it, it was the scariest part of the drought. And so you were doing some drought-like help, right. drought prevention stuff. Well, I did the um, the the quote-unquote turf replacement rebate. When I say that, people think that I mean I put in AstroTurf. What it really means is I just got rid of my lawn and put in drought-friendly landscaping. And in order to do—and, like, the city paid me $3 oh, wow. a square foot. Is that just, enough to buy the— it's just a rebate, a rebate. So, I mean, I probably could have broken even if I did more of the work myself instead yeah. of paying people to <laughs> sure. do it. But I will say, I think I, I think I took out like, I think I got like thirty five hundred bucks or something. Whoa, back. that's great! Because yeah. wow. I think I took out like, yeah, like eleven hundred square feet or something. Um, and in order to do it, they offer a free class on like drought friendly landscaping from the LA Department of Water and Power. And it, 
utterly radicalized me about <laughs> stormwater capture in Southern California. Oh, wow. It, it really changed the way I see everything in this city. And it made me an absolute zealot about um, making your whatever, you know, dirt you're in charge of, making it loose and permeable so that when it <laughs> rains, the water goes down through it and replenishes our underground aquifers instead of running off your property and going into the street where it will just carry trash to the ocean and become undrinkable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so if anyone wants to talk to me about this, I'm, I obviously <laughs> will talk about it more if you don't interrupt are, me. Are <laughs> you, I will interrupt you with, are you a yellow, keep it mellow household? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I should be, but I'm not as much as I should be. Um, and I like to think that the fact that I have rain barrels is like counteracting yeah, the fact sure. that I, right. I that I flush more than I need to and I take baths more than I need to. But like I'm also like not watering a lawn anymore and I have like five rain barrels soon to get more. <laughs> and I use them to water Listener, my vegetables. Her eyes are wow. so wide right now. You should see the joy. She is lit up like the 4th of July for r- r- rain Oh boy. Barrels. Oh boy. Yeah. And it also just every, it makes me just mutter under my breath every time I walk by a lawn that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Let me tell There's you. So, especially these days where we've gone through serious drought. We had, you know, a little bit of a decent amount of rain, right? Last winter, but not enough to make up for what is basically, we're incurring more and more drought. And when it does rain, we don't capture it. We should be capturing it because that's precious, precious water. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean... Really, it it became, it was like I stopped doing stand-up and just started talking about rain chains <laughs> on the internet. That's funny. I didn't have enough time to write jokes anymore. I just had to think about what you should put instead of your gutter, which is a rain chain. A rain chain. That's, they're all over Hawaii. I was just in Hawaii and that's the big thing over there because oh, it rains so much over there. Yeah, and they can't like, I mean, do they ever have droughts in Hawaii? I imagine probably not. I do yeah, not it rains, think so. It rains it's, so much, yeah. Yeah, it's tropical, so it rains all the time. Yeah, they but have they, to but do it they to don't have flooding. S- yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They don't. Uh, they don't have snakes. I just have to always say <laughs> they don't have snakes. They have no snakes no. in Hawaii. What? Just like Ireland. I know. Every yeah. time I'm in a, you know, because you go to Hawaii, you swim around in a in stagnant water covered with floating <laughs> oranges to then climb up a waterfall. I've done a lot of picturesque <laughs> things. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm always scared of snakes. In the I've water. never, I've never been to Hawaii. It's great. Um, I went once when I was a baby, and I don't remember it. And I had thrush, but I've never been as an adult. <laughs> and now I want to go and just bring a bunch of snakes and just ruin everything. I, Emily, I no, think that pro- I somehow they monitor that, and that's how they've kept snakes out. Because of course, you have to evil claim them cartoon, on your, yeah, yeah. Vil- yeah, villains want to come in with snakes all the time, just yeah. to, <laughs> just to mix it up, just to cause terror. I have to say, Emily, it's true. I go there and I still, I don't know if I get thrush, but it's not uh, for like the Irish or the n- more Northern, Northern people. 
it is, my sister and I always look at each other and she's always like, like our, the bottoms of our hair will curl up all the way like to our <laughs> heads and be, and start getting knotted and everything just gets kind of like Just the humidity. Just always sweaty. Yeah. Just like a lot of sweating. She's like, we're not Hawaii pretty. It's just not how we're pretty. <laughs> I will say like, I've never wanted to, I've never wanted to like do one of those DNA test things, but there is... The, I think the only, the most tempted I've been is to just wonder, like, where am I supposed to live? Like, yeah. what was this body adapted for? Because it's definitely yeah. not Los Angeles. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't breathe here. No. Um, I And it's definitely somewhere very, very far north, I'm sure. But where? Yeah. But where? You right? are, you're right. I The fact that I am, and I'm not joking, allergic to the ocean <laughs> and the ocean breeze makes me immediately sneeze and I have to do my whale dander joke again. <laughs> I, I hate that. I, I think that, yeah, I'm definitely an English person that's supposed to be in a cloudy, like gra on a grassy hillside. I somewhere. mean, the name Fairbanks definitely suggests the, <laughs> the, most, the, the most British of British. Yes. See, yeah. you you already know more about my name than uh, before I did my Forever 21. Or Forever 21. I, Do not get your DNA test at Forever 21. I was born in a shopping mall. It'll fall apart three days later. You'll put it in the wash and it'll just fall apart. Your oh. DNA. Oh. Says, yeah. I really do miss, I have to say, I think coming from San Francisco... The, the lack of moisture in Southern California is so shocking to the system when you grow up in a place that has that much moisture just in the air naturally, where it's like, you know, in the summer, it's like, maybe it'll be 90 and everyone will wear shorts and it'll be crazy. But for the most part, it's like just 70. yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, the sun's over there and there's moisture in the air. And like, it just isn't, this is an arid desert uh, climate that people actually aren't probably even supposed to live in except for specific natives. And even, yeah. even they, I think, avoided certain areas that we have built homes in because they were like, yes. oh, that's not inhabitable because that's just <laughs> where all the pollen goes. The pollen just sits there. That's not for people. Don't go there. <laughs> also, the Wi-Fi is bad. So don't. that is not where you want to be. Did you start stand-up in San Francisco, Emily? I did. Wait, yes, I, I did. I took a class in college in C at UC Santa Cruz, and then I started doing open mics in San Francisco, and I moved to San Francisco, and I lived there for, like, three years. Um, so, yeah, I, I started there. But, yeah, I, I started in San Francisco. I was there for three years, so I, like, did the punchline and stuff. And I worked for Rooftop Comedy. Do you remember that company? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, like, my first job out of college. What'd you do? I mean, I started as an intern and then I was just some sort of like vague editorial position. I just ended up watching a shitload of like stand-up footage, which was really good because then it's like I learned everyone's names. Like I learned, I think I knew more like feature acts than I did headliners by the time <laughs> yeah. I like left because we were just filming everywhere and I would just like watch it and select clips to put online. I would just like write down the time codes and be like, we should put this club clip up and stuff. But it made like, me feel like a creep because when I moved to New York, it was like I would go to open mics and I would be like, oh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you knew Hi, everyone's Danielle. material. Yeah, I knew everyone's <laughs> material. I knew. And I also was that annoying person who I was like, 
oh, someone in Austin's telling that joke. You shouldn't tell that joke anymore. <laughs> oh, and they're like, well, I've funny. never been to Austin. So <laughs> how would I know oh, that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Was I the comic from Austin? Are you trying to let me know people are out there pilfering my... Oh, no. Oh, oh, God oh. I, may May God have mercy on anyone who tries to steal your act. <laughs> Thank you. And try and do it for themselves. How on yeah, earth? Really? How on how earth? God's <laughs> <laughs> good luck good Thank luck I, I i take that as a compliment <laughs> you should as you as you well should i don't yes. think i've ever been the type of comedian i i and i don't know if this is good or bad but i definitely don't think i'm the type of comedian where it's like well only she can make that material work like i hope that <laughs> there's someone out there who could make the material sound better than i did because i just don't think i'm like I don't have like that kind of on. Like I always felt like I had to work really hard on my jokes to make sure that they were like the joke was clear and it. I don't know, like very wordy, very word specific. I like labored over the wording because I don't think I had the personality to carry it otherwise. <laughs> well, that's hilarious I- <laughs> to hear, though, Emily. Because honestly, you're one of for me. You're one of my favorite people to watch do comedy. Your ideas are always very like. They're like, I almost every time I'm always like, why didn't I fucking think of that joke? Like you did that chunk. It was, it was at the bootleg and you were just trying out a new bit about going to the therapist. Oh, yeah. And it was so, it was so, what I was saying is I, what I really love about your comedy, it is so unapologetically your own story. So it's almost like you're saying, hey, look, Like, hey, look, this is just what I think of and I get to say what I think of too. And it's always hilarious. And this therapist bit, I was just like, God damn it. Like, I've thought of that a thousand times, but I've never, not in joke form, not funny, like the way she just said it. Like, I I really love your stand-up and I love, um, I love like the place you carve out for yourself when you do stand-up comedy. It's very very specific. Yes. Yeah. I think people really feel it. I definitely, I think it's one of the weird things about doing stand-up is like, I think I went into it thinking I was more normal than I was. And then doing (laughs) stand-up reveals to you like, no, this is the thing that only you think. And that's what you should say. But you have to be clear that you know that other people (laughs) don't think that way. Otherwise, you'll (laughs) leave out vital pieces of information. I, do you ever talk about your therapist on stage? I tried to almost defiantly after I saw you do that bit, I was like, well, I have this one I was thinking of doing. And it was more specific to one thing that happened between she and I that was a strange misunderstanding. But once I did it, I was like, it doesn't matter. It still falls under the umbrella of uh, what was it? It was that thing of like, if your therapist thinks you're being weird, was it that thing? (laughs) I mean, the thing, the thing I talked about in my joke was that like, I mean, mostly I talk about how I want to be her favorite client and that's not a healthy (laughs) impulse, but that like a friend of mine told me that she had made her therapist cry and I was really jealous. (laughs) I, I, I think I did something with my child psychologist, uh, that I was a goal of mine where he said, you know what? I think you're fine. But I do want to start talking to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. That's yeah, what you yeah. want. Yeah, that's right. That's the fantasy as a child, I think. There's nothing wrong with you. It's everybody else. Yeah. It, 
Uh, yeah. yeah, and maybe he wanted me to be there too. All I heard is that I had passed the torch. And uh, <laughs> now, do Doctor, you, do you think? And uh, forgive me for violating HIPAA by asking this, <laughs> but do you think it's because you made your mom sound messed up, or because you made your mom sound really hot? Oh yeah, <laughs> his name was Doctor Richard Cum K U M M. No, I have said that before on here. So sorry to repeat myself. <laughs> But, um, you know, it was... Uh, is that something... the truth? It is. Yeah, Dick Cum his was name his was name. Dick Cum. His name yeah. was Dick Cum. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I if would he's get... out there, if you're out there... How about just there... throwing an R in there somewhere so that you just don't have any of the challenges? Yeah, Dick, <laughs> Dick, Dick R. Cum. Dick Curb. Curb <laughs> is yeah, good. Yeah, that doesn't sound gross at all. <laughs> no, it kind of sounds like a curb. At least it's not come straight up. I mean... <laughs> It Good yeah, Lord. that's a real name. I think it's okay <laughs> that I said his name, but uh, yeah. I mean, he, it was years ago. Was a, I was he, fifteen. He was a child psychologist, and that was you know what ten years ago. So yeah, yeah, he's probably out of the business. <laughs> yeah, he is, <laughs> and point. I have I have driven by his home office uh, just because it's near downtown to see and if he's still around. Yeah, because he down. was a he was a nice man. Oh, oh. Uh, so that's why. But yeah, I was just hearing voices and stuff. So we, we had to talk that out. I think I was just having anxiety attacks, but I thought I was being possessed. Um, but that's enough about that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Just we give just a, little, that there? a little morsel and then leave, leave us wanting more. <laughs> it was just background noise uh, being attached to a, uh, an emotion, usually one that's negative. Did they and, tell you uh, what to do? Oh, I got a lot of advice. I was told by one of my mom's, like, crystal... Oh, no, 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 the voices. Uh, Did the voices tell you what to do? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No, that would have scared me, like a dog saying, uh, killed the queen or, yeah. or you know, <laughs> something. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's You're like, from I have no idea how, how to get to the queen. How do you get to the airport? Yeah. yeah. We, we saw it I'm happen 12. to Reggie Jackson in uh, Naked Gun. Yes, Why that's could, right. Uh, no, it was just... It's. I know I've talked about this, or maybe have. I haven't. But yeah, yeah, it was just background noise, like pencils scratching or something would turn into, sounded like whispering, and I'd get paranoid. I think they were just little anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um. Because when I have them now, I just ignore them and they go <gasps> that away. That thing of pencil scratching where it kind of sounds angry at you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've had that. You have had that. Yeah. There and are I've people... never talked to my therapist about it. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's no, I it's, know we're happening. It's happening today. This I know is where that we I, work it out. I've talked about it and there is a, a word for it, and people have told me, and uh I'm like, okay, good. And that's, the word that's is all I need to bustle. hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it all comes back. Get under the bustle. Um I also wonder, and I probably have said this in response to that story, Chris, that if that idea that you probably had, like, I've I always like to tell people, and this I now I do it in the beginning, I did it and I was being sincere. And now I do it because people get have such a hilariously strong, usually negative reaction when I say, but I believe myself to be a super taster. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, oh, really? You can taste everything. And it's like, no, no, I just like if you put a piece of cheese in the refrigerator next to a tuna sandwich, I'll be able, if I bite the cheese, I'll be like, this was next to a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Like, and it's usually things I don't like or whatever, but... Yeah. But I wonder if, and it's, I've had that for a while, 
I wonder if when you were a kid, you just had incredibly sensitive and maybe like tuned up hearing. And so like you were just left to interpret all the sounds you were hearing, but like... It honestly was a heightened ability to hear background noise that I otherwise couldn't hear. It, it, it's hmm. almost like, so I thought they would check to see if I had wax falling around in my ears. So suddenly it would be out of the way. And I thought I had Superman hearing it. it I went to so many doctors and no one really was ever able to, usually I would just make people nervous because you're talking about voices. Yeah. Now, will you finally admit today that you were lying that whole time? <laughs> it was, I was looking for attention from my Good. mother. <laughs> and I wanted her to date Richard Cum. <laughs> I, I thought they'd be a good couple. I wanted her to remarry. And this is going to sound gross, but I'm a super taster too, except my, the thing we put in the refrigerator that I thought tainted all the food was my, my pet frog had t- had these worms. We'd feed them these worms and they smelled and everything in the refrigerator no. had a hint of this just I'm worm? so sorry. Oh, they, these, these little buckets of worms. I'm so I love the frog. So I. Oh, this is like no saran wrap on the top of the bucket. It was in a sealed Tupperware container. Yet still, <laughs> they were so pungent. It had to be aerated, otherwise they die. Though, right? Thank you. I'm not sure, but that gets me out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It was aerated and. <laughs> The worm flavor just tainted all the cheeses. <laughs> all oh, the God. casseroles <laughs> that were sitting open. <laughs> I just think, like, oh, no I'm matter sorry. what budget you're working with, at a certain point, it becomes worth it to just get a dedicated worm-only fridge. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> any college size. Yes, yes just, just a like a mini fridge, fridge just, for, yeah. just for cold worms. Yeah, Bait keep it in the garage. Yeah. Yep. What yeah, kind they, of away. Arctic worms are these that they need to be that cold? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would kill them, wouldn't it not? Wouldn't it kill them? I, yeah. Or maybe I, they were dead. Not as fast as, yeah. I just know that trying to store them on a windowsill, they don't last long at all. No, yeah. So There's got to be a happy medium between absolutely greenhouse boiling them and <laughs> putting them in the crisper drawer. Yeah, which <laughs> is why. Your beautiful broccoli. Yeah, that's why I started bringing the containers into my bed with me. <laughs> now, real quick, I want to ask Emily, did you, when you felt you also had really good hearing or sounds that would morph into other sounds, is that uh-huh. what you're saying? Well, for me, yours? it was just sort of like, I would be alone in my room and... Like certain sounds, like if I was like writing with a pencil or just other random sounds, they just sort of sounded mad at me. They didn't sound louder than normal. They didn't sound different than normal. There was just something about it that made it seem like I was in trouble. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it other than that. (laughs) You that is exactly how I tried to describe it. We had the same thing. I I without a doubt it was the same thing. Cause it was. It's not like the. It, and it the, wasn't all the these, time. It was just like no. I would, would have to be on. sort of. I think obviously it had to do with my anxiety or something. Like yeah. I had to be alone for a while and just have too much time alone with my thoughts or something. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah. Although one time I remember it hitting me while I was riding a bike and I had to pull over and oh, ask wow. it to stop. And I would audibly say, "Please go away. Please go away." Because again. I thought there was a chance these were devils. 
Sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is horrifying for a kid, but that's just, don't let your kids watch scary movies. Wait, so were you raised religious at all? No. Okay, but you thought that they were devils. But the worst version of this was at a, uh, a Bible camp, and I've talked about this a million <laughs> times, but maybe not this. In When all the kids were in the same room sleeping in bunk beds, it was a symphony of nasal whistles and breathing <gasps> that I had convinced myself with kids crying out in the lake, drowning. <laughs> okay? That's, oh, wow. That's a, yeah. Sorry, everybody. That's a damaged young boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we and get then, Dr. Uh, Richard Cum to come in here? Yeah, and- <laughs> Dr. Cum, Dr. Cum to the main office. Calling in from Philadelphia. It's Dr. Cum. Dr. Cum. <laughs> um, I don't think I ever, like, interpreted it too much. Like, I, I don't think I wondered why it was happening aside from the idea that maybe the world revolved around me in some way i was like there might be an explanation in that somehow yeah i but, think yeah i guess this is a weird way to find out i was a narcissistic little boy <laughs> well, no, i mean i thought i was i was a narcissist too or i was just yeah. like oh yeah i guess it's this is something to do with like this entire universe that was built for me malfunctioning in some way that only i can notice well I would like to counter both of you at this time as, and I'll just act as Dr. Richard come right now yes. and say <laughs> that both of okay, you- Okay, live from Philadelphia. That both of you have very, <laughs> very strong imaginations and you're very intelligent. So the idea that you would be basically hear a noise and be able to write a story just like you would look at a picture and write a story or see a person's face or reaction and write a story about what they're doing or whatever. That's just like all the same thing. Chris, are you looking at your phone? I am. I'm looking I'm it up. I'm talking so, so, to you I am about listening. your psychological I, issues and he's texting Dr. Richard Cohn <laughs> at know, his lake house. You know what, what an amazing multitasker I am. I'm simply reading while listening about noise can, annoyance associated with depression and anxiety. Yeah, but be in the conversation about it. I was, I am. I and to your point, Karen. If you don't focus, she's never gonna marry our mom. (laughs) You, you're not gonna get out of this problem if you don't listen to my lecture when I don't know anything about it. And I must tell you what happened. This is how mad the voices used to get. (laughs) This is exactly what happened. Pencil scratching lectures, screaming at you. I used to have a thing where uh, if I started to get if I started to get a little song in my head I would not be able to stop like it would be like a say a five note little piece of music and I would just hum it over and over and then I would do it until I gave myself a stomachache and then I would I would have to kind of do the same thing of out loud, be like, don't do that anymore. Where yeah. it'd be like almost a, I don't know if that's a little bit OCD type of thing, yeah. where it would just be like, this song, this is the song I'm using to, I think it's because uh, maybe all of us were left alone too much as yeah. at a young age, where it's like, Le- what else is your brain going to do? But but have Chumba Wumba, I get knocked down, <laughs> but I get up Wait, again. Wait, but it was you it, writing songs? In our head. It was original songs or it was, it okay. Was, and songs is very generous. It was like, one of them was like, uh-huh. 
Uh, it was like just these little tunes that I recognized as almost like to pass the time, like if we were walking yeah. home from school just or like, if I was trying to... Exactly. I would just be like... And at first I would enjoy kind of singing it to myself and then after a while I wouldn't be able to stop and then I'd be like, just Karen's theme. In parentheses, walking to school. Walking to school. Did either of you ever, when you're playing alone uh, in your house. No one's there. <laughs> Did you ever pretend to die and try and lay totally still as credits rolled at like <laughs> it's at the end of an episode of something? My thing was... That was a fun game. I do, I do, I do opening credits in my car while I'm driving listening to a song. <laughs> See, it's that's like, more it's optimistic. It's like there's the, been the cold open of the movie and then it's the, this is the yeah. like, oh, you met the character and now she's driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stuff she does. Check her out. This is this is what she's like in the day to day. Mine actually was like five minutes before yours, Chris, is where I always loved at night when I was trying to go to sleep to stick my arms outside of the bedding, just like TV show hospital patients had, <laughs> and then pretend that I was in, either in a coma and people were coming to visit me and apologize and dote on me and be like, Karen, you have to please wake up. Everything's going to fall apart. It would be like just this kind of like, pretend like this is what it would be like. If, oh my God. <laughs> the, I had a glamour. Okay, wait. I had a very oh, similar wow. thing that I loved to do as a kid, which was after I would take a bath, my mom let us use these like big beach towels to dry ourselves off every day, like whenever. And so I would like wrap it around my shoulders like it was like a blanket. And I would always want her to make me like soup or something right then so I could act like I was just in like a natural disaster and that the, <laughs> <laughs> the EMTs had like wrapped a blanket around me and I was like eating soup to feel like yeah. <laughs> to restore myself. Some... I've just yes. been rescued from a cave or yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you rescued a bunch of people. It's fun to pretend you're a hero. Uh -huh. And so you oh, get yes. soup from the firemen. Yeah. And she eventually <laughs> caught on that it was not because I was hungry, but it was just because I was cosplaying the victim of a of a tragedy. <laughs> and she was like, I'm not gonna make you ramen right now. That's we not are not happening. playing, we are not playing soup. Tsunami child today. <laughs> Imagine though, if like the year you started doing that and loving it, you got for Christmas one of those like aluminum foil blanket oh, yeah. wraps for people who run marathons. <laughs> like it would be the dream <laughs> gift for you. Here's my question though. I don't know what I saw that made, that put that image in my head. Like, I don't know what I was watching or like what, would the I news, have, probably? would I, have I, a, I mean, I feel like I was too young to watch the news. Would well, how I have, old were you when you did this? I want to say, you know, seven or eight. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, when I was I playing wasn't my like game. Teen, being like, "Hey, mom, will you make me ramen after I get out yeah. of the bath?" <laughs> it was like enough. I was little enough too that like the beach towel really was like I would be swimming in it. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not a bad idea because as a smelly, smelly little child, I think I would have thought bathtub time was more fun if there was a big, colorful beach if towel. At the Oh, yeah. I was going to say, at the idea. end, you got to act like the victim of a... And <laughs> was allowed. <laughs> That's a great way to get kids to bathe, is to pretend there was a flood. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole industry of trying to make bath time not boring for kids. Like, the amount yes. of the amount yeah. of shit in every kid's right. bathtub is... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, we actually, at this second house we lived in in Petaluma... 
there was a washer dryer in my parents' um, bathroom, which is where the shower was. And so you could have a, a hot out of the dryer towel when you got out of the shower. And then my aunt came to stay, my aunt Kathleen, who was like the queen of all good ideas. And have you heard of this thing? She was like always had the newest, coolest thing. And then she goes, you know what you need, Pat? Bath sheets. <laughs> so like we were still in bath towel area, but bath sheets are the ones that are like crazy big. So then we had oh. these peach colored bath sheets. I've never heard of this. I do not know what a bath sheet is. Guys, are you serious? I get is to be the Terry one to Cloth? tell you. Yeah. But, so my dad is like six foot four. So he needs everything bigger anyway. And bath sheets are like the standard bath towel where you go voot, voot, and you basically have, say, half a foot on a, either side of towel, right? Like for the wrapping, depending on your yeah. size. Yeah. yeah. And well, for, the, for the listeners, Karen just mind wrapping it around her waist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I know you said voot, voot, and probably everyone knew what you meant, but in case. <laughs> <laughs> voot voot being <laughs> you know, a just, rapping sound. Yeah. yeah. Under but the armpit, sheet, voot voot. Voot voot. <laughs> but an, a bath sheet would be like, you know, six, five feet long or something. I'm sure there's stats that we could actually look up. Chris, if you want to look up bath sheet stats, <laughs> yeah, king, just king size sure. bath sheet. <laughs> I can only yeah. do that if you start telling me a story. <laughs> And it is, has to be about your personal life. Is it is it the texture? <laughs> I'm guessing here, but is it a thin towel basically? Yeah, but you're it making has me that picture small, it like it's really thin and like gauzy. Texture? But that's no, just no, no. the word sheet. It's a sheet is kind of supposed to be referencing the the very large size, but right. it is sure. like a regular bath towel that's just way bigger. Okay. So then we had like new bath towels that were gigantic and hot out of the dryer. Ooh, so yeah, where you could I just have never fully burrito your entire body if you're a child. Yeah. Yes, you're and almost like have no downtime of like that discomfort between shower and clothes, where you're just kind of like in between. Like that was just like a great commercial. Wow. Yeah, no brag. Sorry, but it just reminded me of it. I know. I I'm overwhelmed right now with a desire to have giant towels. <laughs> it's a good oh. idea. Just when when you're dry, when you're buying towels, like at Target, you know how like the little thing is like, you know, hand towel, um, guest towel, yeah, bath towel, bath sheet. Bath just sheet. go one like wow. shelf down or over. Yeah, Oof. just keep looking. You'll find. You know. Them. What I just got my first of, uh, which they've been around forever, they're very popular, a robe. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just walk around, you know, kind of pretending to be uh, a not problematic Hugh Hefner. <laughs> like just, I love wearing a robe, and that's perfect for out of the... Out yeah. Of the, oh, you yeah. just got yeah, you got to you got to launder those. I things. feel like That's robes just... are one of those things where it was like a specific moment in adulthood when I was like, "Oh, I can buy this." I can. They're expensive. I can have a they're robe. Fifth, they're yep. fifty to a hundred dollars, and I don't know why robes are so high. But once you get it, it's like worth it. I mean, I think that's why is they know they're yeah. like you want it. You These are want in high it. demand. Yeah. You want this $79 cake. <laughs> well, and it should last. Like, if you get a good robe, you, you'll you take, like, three years to break it in, right? If it's, like, a towel robe uh -huh. where you're going to need to kind of, like, you know, at first, it's it feels like you're wearing a large terry cloth overcoat when you have a robe, and yeah. you're just like, uh, but you have to wash it, like, 20 times, and then it's, then it's your robe. Here's the thing yeah. I keep seeing on TV like characters where it's like they're doing a scene in the morning where they just woke up where they're wearing like 
pajama pants and just like a like a nice comfy looking t-shirt but then they have like just like a cotton robe over that like this is my morning time and i really wonder if anyone does that right in real and life. are you just are you talking about pajamas cuz i've never understood having a shirt with a little pocket up front and a little pointy hat and little <laughs> matching pants i never you don't understand a pointy hat uh, I mean, even in winter time. I mean, there there are certain points in history where it's a very bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm <laughs> good, talking good. about. You're talking about like keep, a matching pajama set with like I'm the collar, about, at, like the piped collar. About, yeah, these these crazy people who don't simply sleep in their underwear. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I will say, I have recently become one of these people. I have recently started buying matching pajama sets, and I'm really struggling to think of why it's worth it right now. But there's something about it that is really nice. It's a nice way of keeping track, first of all, of what you slept in the night before. Right. <laughs> True that you're not just <laughs> keeping the same clothes. Yeah, we're on like, all did I time. wear these pajama pants every day this week? It's <laughs> like, no, I wore this set and then this set and then this set. But yeah, I don't know what else about it is nice. It's just nice. Don't you think in quarantine, I was right here with an answer for you because I feel like there was that. I mean, I was already kind of a sweatpants um, as pants wearer, trying to get away with that as much as possible. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but when quarantine started, it was just like, it literally didn't matter every day for two years of our lives what we wore because we weren't really right. probably going to go anywhere or see anybody. Yeah. And then I think that after a while, yeah, it did, like I remember thinking to myself at say month 11 of the quarantine, like, Take a shower, it makes you feel better. Like stop just <laughs> stop just getting up and then just do like and then following the day around. Yeah. Like you know what's interesting though, the more that I'm thinking about it is that like I definitely dress like shit all the time because of <laughs> because of quarantine, I guess, but also just because it's comfortable. But that means that my pajamas are fancier than the clothes I wear. For daytime, for being awake. Yeah. The cl- I put on a little fancy collared uniform to n- go unconscious. <laughs> it's nicer, <laughs> cuter, more, more put together than anything else the rest of the day. Do you do you ever put anything in the pocket? Bring it to bed? A like little, a little action figure? A kerchief? <laughs> a a pocket square? No, it's like I'll put my phone in it if I'm walking around, like getting ready for bed. That's all that how, I use it for. How did you sleep? Oh, terribly. I rolled over onto my carnation. <laughs> my pocket And the protector. needle went right. My, my formal. That's such a funny observation, Emily. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, when do you ever wear a button-down shirt? Oh, at, at night when I'm asleep. At night when I'm asleep. Yeah. And it matches the pants that go with it. (laughs) I did. I kept dressing up. I kept putting on an outfit where everything looked good together and I was not leaving the house. And Mm. I think it was just to kind of feel normal. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yeah, but uh, I was even, yeah, ordering new clothes. I got really into like certain routine stuff. Like I got diagnosed with ADHD like, three years before the pandemic. And so when the pandemic hit, I was like, I need to be so strategic about this or I'm going to do nothing, feel Mm -hmm. terrible, and just this is going to be the worst. So I got like really systematic about the stuff that I did to like make sure that I 
was doing stuff every day and like got into like really granular ways of like planning my day. But it meant that I didn't have to like do the outfit thing in order to make it feel like a day. (laughs) Yeah. I would still dress like absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) But you were doing other stuff. But I was doing other stuff that like kept me on track and stuff. But right. Things that matter, not the outfits. (laughs) You prioritized it. Yeah. Figuring it out. Some of it mattered. It would just be like, I would just like, I, I would start every day by like, I would give myself a specific, I set a bunch of timers on my phone and every day at like 11 a.m., which is when I said my day started, I gave myself like 15 to 20 minutes to plan everything else for the rest of the day. So I would plan when my meals would happen, what my meals would be. I would make Mm -hmm. a list of everything I needed to do that day and then like look at my hourly calendar and decide when I would do certain things. And I tried to make like a general sort of like, template where it was like, this is the hour when I do housework. This is the hour when I do writing. And so then every day I would plug in like the specific housework thing I needed to do and things like that. And I did maybe half of what I said I was going to, but it was still way more than if I hadn't done anything at all to plan. Yeah. Whatsoever. Completely. You were like your own butler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Yes. (laughs) Is that what butlers do? (laughs) I don't know. I was just thinking of like... Do butlers give you work to do? (laughs) Presenting presenting you the menu for the day. Here's and having you, you yeah. approve your, your own agenda. menu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of the butler from Arthur that actually told him to take a bath. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a thing where it was like I had to schedule that in and to figure out where it was going to happen. And I did start to, that was a thing where it was like I would, I would schedule my shower for like four in the afternoon when I would start to like flag a little bit as like a little <laughs> bit of a like wake up, like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Jolt. Are you still doing it? Did it carry over to, Post I kind of fell out of it. I yeah. still try to do it. Like, this was from yesterday. Look at that. But I didn't, like, this, fill in the hours. I'm holding up my We are my being shown a very uh, organized. That so, you really are doing it. I am Good kind of gardening. doing it. What are those categories? There's a garden category, a garden of course, category. in green. Yeah, it's like Jeopardy. <laughs> so there's, I mean, okay, so I'll, I'll take you through it. So the things I would, I would say I would have to do every day are schedule, stretch, meal plan. Today I did none of those. Um, <laughs> God bless. And so then I have color-coded sections because, like, making a to-do list, I feel like it should have separate types of tasks because sometimes you're in the mood for one kind of task and not others. Certain tasks, yeah. I can watch TV while I'm doing them, and that's... A high priority I, task for ideal. me. Ideal, yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Um, and then there are like things I have to do outside, things I have to do in my office. But so work is red. So that's like anything, usually like writing stuff or like anything that I have to do on the computer, like email stuff. Then there's, I mean, my old color coding system was red was writing, um, blue was administrative and housework. Mm. Housework was another one. And then right now it's just blue is miscellaneous to do. Um, is CVS in there then, or go, going to, you know, getting some Q-tips or whatever? I forgot to go to CVS. I do have to go to CVS <laughs> oh, today. Write Karen. it down. You write this it is down. Why, this is why I should have done my schedule today because I, I should have. I'm going to do that as soon as we're off. No, um, it's why you need an, an all-inclusive butler. Yes. And, but then is there why. is a garden section, which has been like less I have less to do in the garden right now because I'm taking a this season off because we're doing work out there so I can't I I had to like dismantle my garden beds I'm not doing like a full push this year but um 
now it's just like very low key maintenance stuff. But I do have to. Oh, I can cross one of those things off. I did it the other day. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hey. do you have to actually pat yourself? <laughs> do it. <laughs> there I'm we doing go. it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have, a, I have a trophy over here. I can just hand it to myself. Yes. <laughs> what you got? Oh, oh what? is that a speech and debate trophy? It it's is. someone at a podium. Yes. It's a I, have all my, I have all my speech and debate trophies in Humorous my office. interpretation? Uh, no, I did Lincoln Douglas. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I mean, Humorous Interp would have made sense, but I didn't know I wanted to do any comedy yet. I was just like... I think Lincoln Douglas was a sort of low, like, I knew I wanted to argue with people and I wanted <laughs> to be told that I was right at the yes. end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. The only trophies I have are from the Pinewood Derby Boy Scout where you make little cars out of wood. Oh, wow. This is the first proof I've them. gotten that that happens outside of TV also. I was way into the Pinewood Derby and I may have cheated and added extra weight at some point. Like I wanted to win and I did win. Yeah. And the and the trophies, they're the same trophies a race car driver would get, though. It's just a car. Like if anyone just glanced at them, they're like, oh, I didn't know you had a a past in motorsports. And that's another thing that as an adult you can just buy, it turns out, is you can just go to a trophy store and get whatever you want. (laughs) <laughs> these are I so cheap like I, I can unscrew them like yes it's of course <laughs> I could definitely but yeah I have all my I have two you are correct in your intro I have not won an Emmy but I have two Writers Guild Awards and I have those just among all of my high school debate trophies <laughs> what did you win Writers Guild Awards for um, Barry, for Barry maybe? yeah, yeah? We run, we, oh nice we won two years we won for best new comedy and then the next year we just won best comedy which was cool congratulations oh, thank you and it's such a good show thank you and the awards are really pretty and heavy <laughs> especially compared to the fucking trophies that I won in high school <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, in high school, it was like, you know, you probably, they ran their budget over (laughs) by buying three trophies or whatever. God forbid. Did you ever, did you write any episodes that were directed by Maggie Carey? Oh, um, you know what? I think both seasons, my episodes were directed by Hiro Mirai. At least season one was. I don't remember who, I think he directed my season two episode as well. Well, um, yeah, Maggie was an but, old, yeah. like, I, I, I moved to Austin with her. She is my girlfriend out of college. But she had a regional Emmy. She made a documentary in college about women homesteaders. Oh, cool. And was still a student and won an Emmy that's, like, it's the Emmy trophy. Wow. It's just slightly a smaller size, like, because I think later she got bigger ones. But, uh, <laughs> if, if not, big, she deserves them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She and and it was so cool that she won this as a student, like had an Emmy. That's so and, cool. Um, yeah. How do you? Uh, yeah, how do you keep being a normal person after you win an Emmy in college? I know. I'm it's so such a glad. I, I'm so glad I didn't accomplish anything until after <laughs> I was 25. I would have been yeah, yeah. so insufferable. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I just, no one would, I would have no friends right now if that had happened to me. I know. I thought, I always wanted her to just carry it around with her everywhere. I'm like, every, we won't have to wait in lines. It's also a sharp and intimidating weapon. Oh, yeah. But yeah that thing seems so super cool. dangerous. Yeah. 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 It's, but yeah, I, yeah, me too. That's why I never accomplished anything. I didn't want to have you to live up to it. Like, the, dan- the danger is, is too yeah. high. It's too scary. Yeah. yeah. My biggest fear has always been trying to live up to a younger version of myself. Really? And uh, thank God that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just not, it's not been a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emily, you've been saying on Twitter that you, um, have been watching The Gilded Age. Oh my god! Do you want to talk about it, Chris? I'm sorry if you don't watch this. I imagine. I mean, there's going to okay. be some. I have a lot to look up on my phone. There's going to be some bu- <laughs> some bustle talk. I think, I which might be a problem. Have, oh, are you watching it, Karen? Oh yeah. Did you watch Every the finale episode. yesterday? Yep. I just watched it last night. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> what are they, they doing? Have, okay, there are like. Multiple storylines that they just let go of and then just introduced a brand new one yesterday about the chef. The chef story was so outrageous. I could not believe it. Chris, do you care if we spoil any of this for you? I don't. I don't. But I will watch it. But I don't mind about spoilers. It's worth watching. There's no such thing as a spoiler on this show because nothing happens. And I don't think it... Nothing happens where you're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad no one told me that was going to happen. That has never happened on this show where I've been like, oh, wow, what a twist. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a Yule. It's a Yule log of a TV show. It's like even when someone. Yeah. Even if someone did that to me (laughs) with Game of Thrones or something, chances are I'm like, well, I don't know that name. I'd have to see them. So okay, (laughs) write it down in your notebook. But I was going to say, you know, it's funny. I was watching it last, last night going, because I've re, I've read people's, I've read the articles and whatever, but I I think that there are cast members that are so above and beyond excellent, right? Uh-huh. So there's, there's good watching to be had, but they're doing a lot with kind of not that much. Yes. But, the, but I really do believe this show belongs to the costumer and the outfits that they're clearly hand-making oh, yeah. for every single fucking episode where there are hundreds of dresses. And Carrie Coon, I've seen post on Twitter where she has a body double and I went, they have to make two, two of them of oh, every wow. one of those fucking dresses. At least, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Every everyone on this show deserves a lot of credit except for the guy who wrote it because he's <laughs> doing so little. And mm-hmm. my God. So there's this twist in the finale. Everyone skip ahead if you don't want to hear about this. There's a twist in the finale where this French chef gets a letter from his estranged wife, which every Julian Fellows show has to have someone getting a letter from their estranged wife (laughs) saying that she's going to threaten to out him as not actually being French, but actually being from Kansas or whatever. And and then he just all of a sudden, this guy who's been speaking with a French accent for nine episodes stops using a French accent. And it's sounds so ridiculous and it's also like this is not a character that we give a shit about he's had no no other stories in any other episodes he's just the guy who's there and who's french and then in this episode it's like this big bombshell and i'm like okay but there's this other guy who you haven't he's been stalking this woman and he confronted her in the last episode and he was like don't you remember me and they never told us why and then they still don't tell us why in the finale don't explain it you spent like a bunch of scenes on this french guy who no one 
there's no consequences <laughs> even like he almost gets fired and then he comes back like what are they doing on this show i want yeah. i want to watch a hundred more hours of it immediately <laughs> i think do you think it's the long con of we're gonna we're we're intending to pull you through to the second season because to me the chef it seemed like they were starting a romancy type of thing between the chef and the house manager that takes notes in her notebook. I you know the short think woman you with are the curly giving, hair. You're giving them too much credit. They are I not love to give they, credit. They are not planning this. There's you don't no think so? there's no fucking plan. There is no plan. I think they have maybe a couple ideas for stuff that they want to happen like end game, but they didn't set up anything. They didn't give us any cliffhangers. There was no there was no drama at Gladys's ball. Like there was no <laughs> drama at Gladys's ball. Nothing the drama was the drama was they were dressed like Madonna from the Express Yourself <laughs> fucking live MTV performance 1989 there or whatever. There was entertainment. Yeah, there was with a cone brassiere? There was a sh- No, not that one. Oh, okay. There was I a show was within a, a show. Yeah. No- they did a quadrille, a quadrille dressed as like Marie Antoinette that like wearing powdered yes. wigs oh, and stuff. Oh, sure, sure. Now I vividly, thank you. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Yeah, when that dance happened, it was one of those moments where it's like everyone's losing their minds because they're doing like a kind of funny dance. And I was like, oh, right, none of them had TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is so truly this is entertaining. So entertaining to them. This is the most fun they've had all week. But I do believe in Jul- uh, Julian Fellows, right? Is the guy that made the series. And what I believe in in him is basically you want to be in the ultra rich people's house while they do shit. Uh-huh. So if you're just a fly on the wall while you watch, you know, Mrs. Russell fucking like yeah. commandeer <laughs> society. Hell yeah, right? Because right. what more do you need? If you if there's too much, you won't believe it. So it's just like, yeah, you just get to be here when they all do rich people shit and you'll love all of it because you're you're basically a peasant. You're basically <laughs> at like a, a historical reenactment rather than yes. like a TV show where you're just sort of like, they're just sort of like waftily like living their lives and you're just sort of like floating around like a, a dust moat. And yes. uh, you don't, nothing happens. <laughs> you know, the German, the German cook stole for one episode. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> At the very beginning, like she was stealing and then she was stealing. Oh, yeah. She was stealing. She was stealing <laughs> and then she turned herself in the end. Yes. <laughs> That's how they did it. Where it's just like, <laughs> And okay. then there was, there's so many like little plot lines where, and then there was like, that other woman went to go visit her mother. And that was it. And then the end. Her mother was mean yeah. and she comes back to the house. The end. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's just but, a lot but of... But to be clear, you both like this show. I love it. I love oh, it. Wow. But it's I bad. It. It's like, I oh, love it and great. it's bad. And I want I want to watch many, many more hours of it. And he's also making really obvious mistakes. Because the guy who's writing it is Julian Fellows, the guy who created Downton Abbey. And it's just, he is a like an a very conservative british man and he loves the fantasizing about a time when poor people were yeah. very grateful for service jobs <laughs> that's uh, that's his favorite thing but he sets it far enough in the past that like he can he can have like one of the one of the rich people say like well i 
actually think women, maybe they should vote and it can feel <laughs> progressive, even though yeah. that's maybe as far as Julian Fellows actually believes that things he, should go. <laughs> yeah, he wanted it to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> he's also he's also still suspicious about electricity. Um, no, but I, here's what I want to give credit for, like, is because... The because I think sometimes, and this could have been the thinking. Remember when like Ted Lasso got so huge, and people are just like, "Yeah, we're all beaten down by the right. like this Trump era of extreme and constant shittiness," and yeah. people want to turn the TV on and go there where people are like in, intentionally always nice and treating other people well and teaching them how to be nice, and that concept is just as fantastical. <laughs> As, as, as right as like as this where it's this is almost like next stage where like we're not really in quarantine anymore but we also don't know what the fuck is going on and now there's all this other weird shit hey over here check these dresses out yes. there's color combinations you won't even understand like the dress that the uh, Astor daughter was wearing that had it talk about a robe. Oh. It remember the the blue balls and then the dre the the material of the dress was peach colored. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, this is it must be historically based. Like it, you know those people right. were studying old shit. So there you can I just keep thinking like I trust these people that they're showing us how horrifying these fucking dresses were. Yeah. Real time. Real this time. was early some of the fashion. dresses are really bad. There it was yeah, I mean, and some are per like you just. This show look is about. Day. I mean, it's called the Gilded Age because it's like the rise of tackiness. It was like the very beginning of tackiness <laughs> is what New the money, show is yes. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, ugh, it's so good. But I will say, like, I don't find it to be pure escapism because it's like about the the rise of the robber baron, which is like something we're living through again. Yeah. Like all of the stuff that took all of the like legislation that we like took down the robber barons and broke up the like monopolies and stuff is like, oh, we like got rid of that recently and now they're just coming back. Now it's just billionaires that literally evade the law and make their own rules. And yeah. Yeah. It's and they're smart enough not to do it at balls. Like <laughs> now they're just off. Now they're off on mega yachts in Morocco or yeah. wherever. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone wants to talk to me about rain chains or the Gilded Age, I'll just <laughs> I'll just go. You don't even have to put a quarter in me. I'll just go. <laughs> I'm upset I'm obsessed with it. It's so good and I I'm so annoyed that there are no more episodes and we're going to have to wait so long, I'm sure. I'm sure he's taking his, his sweet time writing the next season. Although, would you say that I just felt like there were so many like balls still in the air yeah. once that I, I was like at the final season or whatever where I was just like there's like four plots that you absolutely are going to it's like someone's going to have to explain to us what happened yeah like this, <laughs> there must be a site I think it's if it's Julian Fellows they're like you automatically get two or three seasons so we're just get, that's my and maybe it's too much I credit, don't think but. there's a question whether they're going to give it another season I think they have to right and I think I just think that it's going to take a long time. I just think 
especially it's like every famous Broadway actor is in this show. Like yes. the amount of coordination that needs to happen. I'm also convinced that like almost everyone is filming in front of a green screen or something like because it's just like you don't have like, I was thinking about that like in the last episodes the first time when everyone's together at the ball and I'm like everyone had to be in front of a green screen for that. There's no way that they got Christine Baranski's schedule to line up <laughs> with, <laughs> with Carrie Coon's schedule <laughs> and Donna Murphy and like every other one of those people. Um, it's, I don't even know what to say about it. Real quick, how about fucking Nathan Lane? Nathan as Lane. Kentucky Fried <laughs> Chicken <Yeah>. founder, <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was talking about it, like, I was like, I was trying to get someone excited about this show and about that, the episode where he shows up because I was like, there is going to be a real record scratch cameo that you are going to be excited about. It's like a real... Um, what's the word? Like, uh, what's the word for when it's like a, a stunt a cast, turn? stunt casting? Oh yeah, I was yeah. like, there's some fun stunt casting in this episode because the episode where Nathan Lane he's playing this real life guy named Ward McAllister who was like the lackey to um Caroline Astor or whoever you know Mrs. Astor, Mrs. Astor yeah. who who had like the list of the 400 people who are allowed in society and he was like her lackey and so you if you got him on your side and the scene where they introduce him, they basically have every single person in the room gets their own reaction shot before they <laughs> before he shows up. And it's basically they're basically all being like, oh shit, it's Nathan Lane. And he comes out <laughs> with this mustache that is like a Wario mustache with a little like Van Dyke on the on the chin. And he's doing foghorn leghorn. And it's Fully. perfect. It's, it's so perfection. it's so big. But then if you look up the real guy in real life, like his real life facial hair was even more ridiculous. Really? Yes. <laughs> if you look up a picture of Ward McAllister, like the photographs of him, you're like, oh, they took it down because they were like, if we actually did this people wouldn't wouldn't believe that this is they what he actually believe. looked like. Wait, I'm pulling it up. Are, do you think it really was? There, all these individual shots are because it was a COVID-safe filming environment or something? I just like think when they, all of the actors are, like, so busy. Okay, can you yeah. see this picture of this guy's yes. facial hair? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, well. <laughs> Should have yeah. been, been Giamatti. Should have been Giamatti, I mean, I'll say it right now. He looks exactly like Paul Giamatti, for sure. But I also <laughs> just think it was the type of thing where it's like, it should have been Nathan Lane. Like, yes, there's a lot of, like, implying that this character is gay as well. So it was like... Giamatti would have been wrong. Yeah. True. Uh, Tucci would could have made it work, but yeah. I do think that Nathan Lane is doing it with the glimmer in his eye that is like holistically. It's like, yes. I know what's happening. I'm in this. I love it. I also know you love it. Like, what he's doing is kind of like, aren't we all having a wonderful time at the picnic? And honestly, that's the vibe <laughs> of the whole show. Like, yes. <laughs> Gilded Age is just watching, like, all of Broadway's top stars having a murder mystery party. 
Yes. Where no one gets murdered, <laughs> but they're still committed to the character. Like, they forgot to assign a murderer, but everyone's in costume, so they're like, we might as well keep doing these accents. <laughs> For real. It's such a delight. It's I a delight. Maybe, love I'll, it. maybe I'll just start watching Downton Abbey. I mean, if you uh, haven't watched Downton Abbey, that. I kind of feel like Gilded Age is for people who have run out of Downton Abbey episodes to watch. And yeah, they want yeah. uh, they want to be in a similar mood. I they want to go even, back. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't dipped, dipped my toe in even. Yes. You know, and I have to say, it's just, it is, it's just rich. Uh, what do they call that? It's like rich peeping Tom-ism. And then you Voyeurism. can kind of... Con- Thank yeah. you, yes. voyeur. <laughs> it's not peeping Thomas. And, <laughs> and yeah, they're and all yet- changing. <laughs> they're always yeah. just changing their yeah. I never That's peek the in the windows of the poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Only the rich, because they have the bustles. Oh, yeah, um, nice pajamas. <laughs> Oops, back in the bush now. But you can pat yourself on the back because it's historical fiction. So it feels like you're kind of learning, maybe, or like you're watching PBS. I, you can tell yourself. I mean, I definitely yeah. feel like that with Downton Abbey. I don't feel like that at all with the Gilded Age. I mean, with the Gilded Age. Although I will say We were there when electricity was that, premiered. You know what? There <laughs> what is, more do you want? There is interesting stuff about like the black middle class that lived in Brooklyn and like yes. they, they there's some like it's a little bit like there's fun, like real characters who come in. It's like Clara Barton's starting the Red Cross. We're all going yes. to a fundraiser for this new thing called the Red Cross. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, uh, what's his name? T. Thomas Howard? C. Thomas Howard. No, T. Just Thomas. <laughs> oh, loved him. T. Thomas Fortune, who was like this, uh, he runs a black newspaper. And that was like based on a real guy. And he's like a character on the show. And like, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, not, that she gets oh, cool. the job with. That yeah, guy? That she gets the job with, and then they immediately abandon that storyline to give her like some baby that she lost instead, mm. even though that's a less interesting story, but whatever. Um, right. But uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's, it's just so fun. I think uh, you need to start making a Gilded Age podcast to compete directly with HBO's <laughs> With their own. official Gilded Age podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, please do it. I would listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I would too, for sure. Are you Are you still doing, speaking of podcasts, are you still doing Baby Geniuses? I am, yeah. So I've been doing Baby Geniuses with Lisa Hanawalt for like 10 years, I think. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah. And we stopped having... Sorry, we, I we, yelled. <laughs> we now only do it every other week and we don't have guests on anymore, which like very simplified it for, for us both. But yeah, I don't know if we'll ever stop. I hope we don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's still going. Nice. That's great. Yeah. It, does anyone listen to it? Not really. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get some money because of advertising? We actually recently just decided we don't want to do ads anymore because we weren't making a ton of money on it anyway, and it was like sucking the life out of me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and we're on Max Fun, which is like, you know, we get pledge money instead. And so, sure. yeah. Oh, right. um, like so that's where like frame. most of the like money from it comes from. And it's not a lot of money, but it's just like, we just do it for fun. And just, I just do it to make Lisa hang out with me a couple times a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's that's, great. What, yeah. that's what Karen doesn't know is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just here to really suggest amazing topics 
And, you know, I mean, I like it. Seed conversations. Um, do you have any plugs that you want to give? This has been, thank you so Ooh, much for Oh my gosh, for your thanks time. for really having me. nailed it. Oh, I, yeah. loved, I loved seeing both of you again. It's been too long. Um, yeah, same. it's good to see you too. Yeah. And next time we'll have you in an actual car and we'll take you to get pajamas or yes. something. Yes, we'll go to the pajama store. <laughs> we'll go to the trophy store. Oh, oh let's do that. And then if we each pick out a trophy and we get a trophy on whatever we want. <gasps> that's yes. actually a great idea. Oh, that's, that's a, a really, really good idea. idea. Someone write Mine will be karate. <laughs> mm, I'm putting I it on my white massage. <laughs> yes, um, put it in there in blue. It's a it's an errand. It's a, mis- so be a miscellaneous to do. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything to plug. If you want to listen to my podcast, Baby Geniuses, I recommend that. Oh, I, you can watch my entire hour long special for free on YouTube. Um, oh, nice. It's oh, uh, the ice ice thickeners. thickeners one? Yes. Awesome. Um, it's on YouTube. You can watch that. Um, I have an album called Pasta you can buy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, very little. I think the se- the third season of Barry is coming out soon. But uh, oh, awesome. Good. I haven't yeah, worked on good. the show in a couple of years. So I'm like, I wonder what's in it. <laughs> They've definitely <laughs> probably changed everything because we were like working on it right before the pandemic. And then like, right. I, you know, I signed my overall deal. I'm not at the show anymore. So they like hadn't started filming the season, the last season that I worked on. And now it's finally coming out because they shot it at some point over the pandemic. And I'm sure they rewrote everything. So I'm like, it's going to yeah. be a huge surprise. What's oh, in that'll it? be a fu- I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's fun. I get sad every time I drive by uh, where the Steve Allen Theater used to be because I know that's where he had his acting classes, and I'm like, I wonder when that Barry (laughs) shows. I love that show. Yeah, I guess it's coming out. I think in April. Um, and the new season of The Gilded Age comes out as soon as (laughs) HBO has the fucking guts to renew it. (laughs) Do it. You know you have to. There's so many. There's stories untold, HBO stories untold that we must hear. I'd like to plug The Gilded Age. That's what I want to (laughs) plug. Season two, yeah. the Gilded Age. Season two. Crossing my fingers for season two of the Gilded Age. Let's, it's let's hope they go downstairs a little bit more. Let's get into that. Let's get into that servants area. I let's mean, let's see what's yeah. going on. I'm just begging them to finish one of the stories they have been telling. Yeah, <laughs> just and just finish one of them. <laughs> That's all. Did he immediately lose his French accent? <laughs> Well, yes, no, so the- he, he well, so he was still talking and they were like, wait, so why are you still talking in that accent? And he was like, I don't know, it is just uh force of habit. And they're like, but you <laughs> oh, don't have to do it anymore. So- and he was like, All right. <laughs> and it's so weird. It's so fucking mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> I, I really like that actually. And I'll plug, even though I've never seen it, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Yes, good idea. Well, and then I'll stop I'm... calling it Downtown Abbey. <laughs> totally different show. I'm trying to think of anything else Julian Fellows has worked on. I, please look up. Just put him in the search bar. Yeah. Uh, sure. you know, Gosford on Prime. Park. <gasps> Gosford Park is one of the great films of our time. In a week, he's going to be like, why do I have all this heat all of a sudden? <laughs> his IMDb meter, his star yeah. meter is going to oh go. Oh, my God. 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 If I had to place money on whether that guy has the internet or not. I don't know what I would bet on. <laughs> he can't be in that world when he has to recreate these old worlds for us. <laughs> no. You know? That's a guy who, if anyone has a butler, he probably has a butler. <laughs> yeah. Modern day butler, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, um, I, well thank you, I, Emily. Let's that wrap was awesome. it up. I actually have to check my star meter now. I <laughs> okay. <forgot. laughs> 
I'm going to go my check list. my wiki feed. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> you are the Great best. Thank you for being you. on. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Honk, honk. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.